1: Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered. Making
0: the beats too, so the listeners can bump it. Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying this a five.
1: Before you hit and talk, bob your head side to side. This One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning. It's Rich, and I'm here with James, it's time to listen to One Nation. We, we got the power
0: the power of our This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on WrestlingObserver Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Hi, this is Kenny Omega listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's
1: up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night.
0: Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's special midweek edition of One Nation Radio. Uh, this is almost like an emergency podcast. We had to get something up. Rich has been busy, you know, being an adult, adulting, doing all that good <laughs> stuff. So, with me, I have the five star general, master, ringleader, uh, main conspirator of this so suplex <laughs> shit. I have Jeremy Donovan. What's going on, man?
1: What's up, James? Uh, thanks for having me on, man.
0: You like that intro?
1: Yeah. That
0: was like. Yes, it's his fault. All of this, all of this. Like, much, much, he is social suplexes, Vince Man. He created all of this. <laughs> all of this. Um, but yeah, uh, we're just going to start off because there's so much stuff that's going on that we missed out on from the weekend where there we were potentially, you know, WWE years being held um, in a non violent way to who knows, Vince, you know, trying to do a, trying to play a delay tactic to try to get his bread right. Uh the the Saudi's not feeling it. Um and wanted to turn, you know, want to be cute, who knows? Um we got Seth doing Seth things. raw, R- R- Rollins. Yeah. Uh we got Meltzer doing Meltzer things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um it's it's a lot. So let's just get into it. So Yeah. Well actually because no, we have some um new news. We'll get to that second, but um New news, because this has just jumped the list for me um, in importance. Today, uh, we going up getting a tweet that Chris Jericho retweeted, where, he, uh, where it comes from Donald Trump Jr. And he said he had a great day chatting uh, about his new book, Triggered on Talk is Jericho with the champion Chris Jericho. We had an awesome conversation. He's a really cool dude. This podcast drops later this week, and you don't want to miss it. So people are, you know... Clearly, like, that already have whatever pre position, positions they already have for AEW um, and Jericho is part of that, obviously. Um, and this is now online. On my timeline, I've seen the this is this is I'm not surprised. Look at AEW um, from people that are WWE apologists, which is like, I don't know, like, maybe you want to look at where both of these companies are. Uh, Pop, where, they, where they spend their where they donate their money politically that all goes towards that administration right um, so where do you where, where are you on this so far as, as we learn it from because for me I'm just like wow that that disappointed. um disappointed yeah, it's not almost, surprised though yes
1: you know your meme you always throw up disappointed but not surprised <laughs> <laughs> and you know um, talk as Jericho you know obviously Jericho's been doing that way before he goes with win an AEW, mm-hmm. and so obviously, you know, he does his own thing. He brings on musicians, um, ghost story people, uh, rock stars, wrestlers, everybody. It's his own program he runs that. so uh, I really don't see how people can try and be like, oh, well, AEW is in- endorsing this. I mean, that's Jericho's podcast, uh, but at the same time, like I said, not really surprised. I mean it's just one of those things like you you know where a lot of these guys kind of align politically um even if they're not out here saying it all the time right. so um, i mean like it's you know you would i would want something better but it is what it is
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's like
0: I saw a tweet where someone said that, like, the 17-year-old version of him is devastated to find out that Jericho is doing a uh, podcast with uh, Trump Jr. And his response was that he's nonpartisan. And I was like... <sighs> what a cop-out. Yeah. What a cop-out. Um, like, I don't really... I don't really... Because it, it's so fresh that I never really, like, thought about Jericho's uh, politics. But, I mean... It falls in line with like as you said earlier, but it's just um you would think in this day and age with all this going on in the news, all the stuff that um all the stuff that's that's happened with uh people people that are you know, that look like people that he, you know, has such respect and love for, like Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero for um him to endorse that guy like it, it, it seems is it just seems really like weird for I me mean, for you to be the dude that's like um, a few weeks ago gave a shout out to Eddie on his birthday um, in the middle of like an all time you know one of the best promos of the year and then like on the on the, the same you know in the, you know in short order like you bringing this dude that wants to build that's a part of an administration that wants to build a wall and to keep Mexicans out of America and you know, call some of them good people and some of them rapists. It's right. just it's just, it's just really
1: just disappointing. Yeah. Um you know, yeah. and, it, and it's not obviously, like I said, it's not an AEW like endorsement, but it is a Jericho endorsement. I feel like if you, you're bringing somebody on to your program, your podcast, like that's you kind of endorsing right. or kind of co-signing what they kind of stand for. And, you know, he's out there with his I guess it was a book that he just released or something like that. Yeah. Um, It's obviously like you're you're interested in what this book is about and and these people, so you can you can throw that whole non in line out, but come on, yeah.
0: But the book is called Triggered for fuck's sake. Like you know we know you know what it is, right? right. Like we don't know what the content of the book is, but it falls in line with all this alt right rhetoric bullshit that's going on or whatever or, or that's take that's part of the political landscape. So for you know the non I'm nonpartisan thing is like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like I, I'm sure you also would uh, to go, to go along with those Omaha steaks. I'm sure you also have some oceanfront property <laughs> in Nebraska to sell me as well. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's just move on. It's just a bad look all around. Um So move on to more um shenanigans. Saudi Arabia. <sighs> What are your What are your thoughts on Saudi Arabia? Like, I mean, I could give the short. The short. The story is, I mean, from people that, that know, I mean, people that uh, have an understanding. Um, the general idea. We don't know if the specific exactly, but there's issue where um, WWE hasn't been paid money. Um, there was a delay on the live airing in Saudi Arabia of Crown Jewel. Um, we are now learning that there will be money being paid now for the second show annually that they've been doing, apparently. Um, we know that they were, they were doing that chartered thing, so they made sure they could get their talent back in time. It did not happen. Um family members of some of the wrestlers tweeted things that made you think they were concerned beyond just a mechanical issue. We've right. been joking all, we've been joking all throughout the week about, you know, mechanical issues. such a, you know, such a, such a weird thing. Um, and now they're back or whatever else. And, you know, they had to do the NXT invasion show, but what, what are what are your thoughts or what do you believe is, uh, or what do you think we maybe are missing out on the story? Do you think?
1: i honestly I definitely think there's um a lack of communication to the talent, oh yeah, because let's say it was you know mechanical issues, clearly that was not communicated to any of the talent or else there wouldn't be such a big deal like obviously they they'd probably go on Twitter and complain you know our plane's busted, and it's taking forever to get home, but like you mentioned, we saw wives tweeting we saw the wrestlers tweeting and just like you know never again i never want to do this and it it just made it seem like a more dreadful situation than just oh you know the wheels are busted or the engine's not working or something like that so there's definitely some kind of miscommunication there and you know talking about you know the the money issues i i could you know believe me know vince was like all right what's going on with the money and maybe somehow that held things up and they were trying to nail things down and the delay of the show starting, that kind of makes sense too. So maybe, who knows, maybe it's a mix of all things, but I definitely think Mm -hmm. it was more than just mechanical or else there wouldn't be such, you know, this, you know, completely negative stuff coming from the wrestlers and their families. And, you know, the whole, the idea of trying to even get these guys back in time for SmackDown was ridiculous to start with. Um, you know, we've been talking about, you know, jet lag and how traveling affects people and you're and how it affects athletes and you're you're wanting you guys to do this show in Saudi Arabia and then fly back and be able to perform at top level for uh SmackDown on Fox, if it's it's supposed to be, you know, your your new A show. So that was just completely ridiculous. And um, you know, they had a whole locker room filled of women that did not make the Saudi Arabia show. Uh, You know, Evolution 1 was a big hit. Why not do uh, Evolution 2 Friday Night SmackDown special, uh, feature the women, do some big matches with the women, and uh, really get those uh, ladies over instead of having to try and, you know, jump through hurdles to try and charter these people back over in time for the show. And, you know, didn't even work out with them being able to come back and they had to, you know, call up NXT if they had just planned ahead and just either a planned ahead you know nxt is suffering on the in the ratings right now they could have planned ahead and said you know we're gonna do an nxt special on fox and try and get some eyes over on nxt to usa or they could have just done uh evolution 2 tv special and got the woman over and not even worry about trying a talent back in time let those guys rest and be ready for the following week
0: yeah, you, you raised a lot of good points. Like I didn't even think about the they could have done a NXT on Fox special in you know it, the the funny thing is, like they pretty much did do that except it was unadvertised. Right. Um, and and it's funny that like you know people were saying that well. Why should they do the evolution two thing or whatever else? It may may not pop do a rating out. And you know now knowing that like they did two point four with people that aren't even on TV for more or less than uh, or more than a month ago, um, you have your answer. It would have been fine. Um, It's almost as if
1: these people are interchangeable. Almost. Yeah. It's almost like there are no stars. The the company (laughs) is the star. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the whole, you know, evolution thing, you know, WWE they they're supposed to be, you know, having this women's revolution and raising the banner for women's athletes. You know, we had the first women's WrestleMania main event this year. But, like, since then, like, what have they done? Like, I feel like the women have just kind of been in their normal spot. They have not kind of gone out the way to have any kind of main events or super big feuds um, going on. I feel like they're just kind of back to same old same old obviously it's not as bad as like the diva era stuff but right, i feel right, like they're right. just kind of there
0: yeah um it's almost as if like it, it's really weird um like last year it, i think it hurts that nia Jax isn't around and definitely hurts said ron is not around um it hurts that ron is not around because Ronda was maybe their biggest everyday star and with that came the response came you know regardless of how entertaining or whatever uh, the feuds were as far as their bills towards matches um, you you had you had a, a actual concerted effort to build a challenger for Ronda for at least a month and mo- most of the time the matches were good Um including the Naya matches were like those were like some of the biggest surprise positive prizes of the year were those two Naya matches um, now with Naya gone and the element she brings of something different to the table regardless of however she good, good she is or isn't regardless of how safe she is or isn't or whatever um, that that's definitely somebody that they push at least so that's that's off the table Rhonda's gone um, and then with the raw brand you had Becky on Raw to be the champion that succeeds Ronda, but the next challenger, instead of it being Oscar because, duh, you you set it up at Royal Rumble, um, it was Lacey Evans, and Lacey Evans wasn't ready. And she probably won't be ready for a while. She's gotten better, but she still won't be ready for a while. Um... So that that definitely hurt um, the Natty stuff. I you know from what I saw, and then also in the match at SummerSlam, that was a good enough program. Um, the Sasha stuff, the Sasha stuff was good, but they've moved on from there because they did another brand split, and so now Sasha and Becky are separated. Um, and now we're at a point where, <laughs> with 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 Becky, it seemed like now we were getting into the Oscar thing, and then I guess not because they just beat her on Monday <laughs> clean to Natty as opposed to just beating uh, Kyrie, but whatever. Um, so, th- so it- it's been, they have not taken much care with the women's division outside of really the horsewomen. And you can't have them wrestle each other all the goddamn time. Like I think in the last year, like Charlotte and Becky have wrestled like 15 singles matches, something like that on TV, or pay-per-view like that's overkill.
1: Right. The, the matches are no longer special and when they do them, half the time they're not even as great as they can possibly be, could be because either they're giving them short time or there's some kind of shenanigans or you know some kind of you know story that they're trying to get over, and they kind of get in the way of the performers. And so you're having Bailey and Charlotte go out on pay per view, and Bailey just doing some kind of crazy turnbuckle finish to get a win, and you're you're, you're doing all these you know contrived. Uh, methods of trying to turn people and you know continue a feud on and you're not getting anybody over and we're seeing these horse matches over and over again and you know they were special at one time and they were a big deal and the best matches in WWE history for the women and now they have just kind of turned it into pretty much everything else a, a normal yeah. match that happens you know your 50-50 match you see every week on Raw and Smackdown on pay-per-views and they've they've killed the luster of the four horsewomen.
0: Um, I wouldn't say they've killed the luster of them as much as I just feel like they it's all horsewoman all the time right now. As a you know, so Oscar is the perfect example. That's somebody that the crowd respects. Obviously, they're in a the tag team. The crowd loves the tag team that they're in, regardless if they want to lose, like they're over when they, they get themselves over in a match, at least, um, they come in with a level of, you know, of heat just by being Oscar. Um, so like they have, they have a few things here and there, but they're not like, and they're not running it at an optimal level. Like by just the, the Kyrie or, or sorry, Kyrie, the, uh, the Oscar loss on money just, just crystallized the whole thing. It's like, you, you, you screwed it up. So, You know, whenever you eventually do get to it, like it's not going to be as hot and you're going to sit there and wonder why. Um, Now, um, I just feel like they haven't really built much of the women outside of, you know, really, you know, the horsewomen right now. And it's not that, and for me, it's kind of mind boggling because the reason why Becky got over is because they built her up over that whole entire summer leading to SummerSlam. And then she got more over than they were expecting and they had to reject it heel turn. It's not that hard just to have somebody go in the ring and beat people. You right. beat people all the time. You beat people you shouldn't beat all the time. Like, I don't see why it's so hard, and, and it's not just the women's division, it's all the divisions. Where, like, I was looking at Rey Mysterio's um, TV and pay per view matches uh, the other day, and I'm just looking at wins and losses, and I'm like, Okay, I remember you know, Brock screwed him out of that title match against Seth before going in Hell in a Cell, and that was part of storyline. But what did Ray do to get the, to get that? Oh, he won a contenders match. But like. You, you won a random contenders match after, like, you were doing, you know, you lose t- two straight falls to, to uh, not Cesaro, but uh, Andrade in two out of three falls matches. And you, you like, lo- lost, 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 except for, like, to Cesaro. It's like, that's not how you build up challengers to get people to believe in, believe in there might be a title change or there's going to be a real good match. Or I should care because this person's been winning a lot and this is a champion. It's just, it's, it's, they just, it's really weird how they come to you know, the decisions for this stuff. And like, I look at this survivor series card, because now, you know, we've been talking about NXT, we've been moving around a bit, but, um, because the opposite of the, of the evolution of things they could do, um, you mentioned the woman's part, but like, as far as like the main roster, um, because we're going into the NXT thing, we just talk about, um, we can talk about the NXT part of this or whatever else. Um, and also survivor series, like, Ray's gonna, Ray's had a program with Dominic or whatever else. So, like, that, that's cool. That makes sense or whatever else. But, like, before then, like, it took all of that to get him to this level and a lot of good promos, which is not really his thing. But this year, he's, because it's been such a bad promo <laughs> year, like, he's a, he's a promo uh, main roster contender of the year right now. Um, yeah. It's really weird. But, um, I, but I'm looking at the rest of this, um,
1: and, and re- real quick before you, I just wanted to talk about, you know, you you mentioned, you know, them not getting anybody over by beating the wrong people or not being the right people. They've kind of fall into this pattern. And I, I think it's probably from Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 30. They they kept beating him and he kept getting over and people keep wanting him. So to them, like oh, that's the blueprint of how to book people. You look at the new guys, you look at Cedric Alexander, Umberto Carrillo. Um these guys are out here taking loss after loss and then they're wondering why these guys are not getting over. Yeah,
0: but the the crazy part about it is if you wanna know a way to get somebody over the way that they're getting someone over, like they're missing the crucial they're missing the I guess the uh the secret sauce of why um Becky Lynch or Daniel Bryan or um I don't know, let's hell the fiend right now, um have got, got over like they were pre- they were presented as if they were going to elevate and then they got basically told no and shoved back off the cliff for no apparent no good apparent reason. So the crowd backlash at these decisions. So when you go out there and you squash uh Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 28 in 18 seconds or whatever it was or 16 seconds, I can't remember, or you um you parachute Charlotte into to do that to Becky after Becky's the one that's likable and Charlotte has never gathered a a shred of sympathy ever in her years in the as a baby face or in the company on the main roster. Or you have Seth Rollins who was a lame duck champion and you have this super hot thing that got pushed to the to the main event and then you basically pull the rug from underneath it with some super convoluted finish that's ultimately unsatisfied for anybody that, you know, the, the hardest of hardcore or the nice of nice, like, that's what you end up with. So, like, if you want to get... Um, who were you we talking about
1: as far as getting them over? I can't remember. Uh, uh, Carrillo and Cedric Alexander. Yeah.
0: If you, so, if you want to get, you know, Ricochet, AJ style. No, I'm sorry, AJ Styles. Cedric, Buddy Murphy... All those you want to get any of those guys over. You push them like they're gonna beat you. Push them and put them on a win streak, and then you pull the rug from beneath them. And at this point, and then you, you, the crowd base says, "This damn company doesn't know what the hell they're doing." And then they, you know, you, uh, they they almost become like a martyr, right? And Correct. then that's I see that as the blueprint now for how to do it. But they don't see this, but all they see is we beat them and they got over because we beat them. That's not right. what got him over. What got him over right. is you pre- you gave people a, a a um an inkling that of that, of that being something you you made them think that's what they wanted. Then you screw, you you know, you thought that it was just oh, you know, the program's over. Then you yanked the rug from underneath everybody and they were pissed that they rug got you know, they're on their ass. So they, but they haven't figured that part out. Like, that's the part two of it. Like, you're getting part one done by screwing people, by beating people.
1: Right. <laughs> the yeah. time. But, like, there's no, there's no, remember, like. Yeah, they're missing the whole equation of getting them hot first and getting right. them over, getting the people clamoring for Wong to see Cedric and Korea out there. Yeah. And then, like you mentioned, you pull the rug. You, you, then that's when you have AJ beat these guys. And you, you want to see these guys come back and finally beat AJ. not just. Yeah. Have AJ beat them every week. <laughs> yeah, he's been beating the brakes off people. Like,
0: I, I mean, and also McIntyre's doing it to the Ricochet right now. So, it's like, I mean, I don't, I don't know what is supposed to be going on with, like, I guess the prelim guys that are aspiring to make – I feel like WWE, like, their whole job with everybody now, not – I mean, that's, you know, 205 guys – NXT guys for the last two years is like they're not even trying to push people to upper mid-car status they're just trying to push people to like prelim and middle right yeah like who is McIntyre like the only guy from like the last two years the NXT call-ups that has been like pushed that they that, that it seems like they've even tried to push to like upper mid-car status
1: pretty much yeah I can't really No. I mean I, I mean get... you could say
0: Lacey right yeah um
1: for her division of course um I mean, I some people could you could you could argue argue Samoa Joe since he had a universal title shot.
0: But he's been around for more than two years, right? Yeah,
1: true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't yeah, McIntyre's like the main person.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. I don't I don't know, and it even obviously like they're screwing everybody up, they're screwing Seth up, they're screwing Becky up, they're screwing Roman up. So it's like it's par for the course, but it's also like I think about Wednesday nights and how awesome they are, and I think, damn, like you got these NXTs going to be up here for the month or whatever else. Like, how much? Like, hope ho- I'm just like, please don't let any events of stink get on them yet. Like, once he, once these guys are in the main roster, Vince can fuck them up all he wants or whatever else. But like, don't fuck them on Wednesday nights, please. Like, right. <laughs> um, like don't don't let this shit bleed over to to, to full cell or wherever else. They're going to be, you know, at the time being. Like, on Wednesdays. I just wanted to watch good wrestling with no nonsense, wacky shenanigans. And I already know I'm going to get one or two uh, invasions coming up. <sighs> we'll see. So, um... Speaking of, uh... I guess we were complaining about the main roster. But let's move on from that. Talk about, uh... <laughs> like, because I thought they did some good stuff on, um, on the Invasion show on, on Friday and also on, um also on monday like the shayna and becky thing that i saw did you see
1: that at all so i saw uh, the youtube clip of it i don't know if it was ended up being the full segment but um mm-hmm. yeah i saw that and thought that was great stuff and um mm-hmm. you know shayna is somebody we've, we've been saying you know why isn't she on the main roster already <laughs> like she's cleaned out the nxt women's division she's a great promo she's um you know war- she's a better worker than probably you know most of the women on the main roster. Better yeah. than your Carmela's, your Alexa blesses, all those girls that continuously get pushed in title shots. So uh, Shayna is a great candidate for the main roster. And I think she proved it on Monday in her, her segment with Becky and just that segment alone got me hyped for wanting to see her and Becky, you know, at survivor series.
0: Oh, but you gotta remember, like it's also Bailey's involved,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's a
0: triple triple third match. It's going to be interesting like to see how that all works because like You know, given uh, Shayna's age and, like, her knee problems, like, her matches are all based on storytelling. And Becky, you know, her matches are based on storytelling, too. Like, those are not two great athletes anymore. Um, And then Bailey's the best athlete, so she's going to have to, like, do a lot of that work, but it's three of them and, you know, those three miles together, like, I think they can do, have a really good match. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for it. And I really like that promo, so I'm really, but I'm wondering, like, how they're going to play in, like, where's Bailey going to put in her part, like, promo, or not promo, but program wise to make it, like, all three as opposed to feeling like, oh, God, another <sighs> another uh Becky sh- uh, program where I'd rather watch a one-on-one match than a triple threat. <laughs> uh, right.
1: And uh, I'm I'm sure, um, you know, building up this virus series, now with NXT being live, um, I'm sure they'll have the main roster invade NXT and maybe they do something where Bayley kind of comes down there and, you know, maybe she, like, wrestles one of her goons and then (laughs) cuts cuts a promo on her or something like that.
0: (laughs) I'm just wondering, like... Okay, so on Friday, like, (sighs) Bayley has, like... Do you remember... What sting the crow sting was like at the beginning, how just completely like void of all um emotion he was,
1: right? He's like, pretty much when, like Sonata.
0: Oh god, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, sure. Um, like that's how when Bailey comes out now, that's how she looks. So it's like, why would she come out to like fight on behalf of SmackDown? Like, she's like completely, uh, what's the word? I can't even think of the word, but like she's so she's so ch- out of it, like she's like, I'm not finna fight for you know, almost like Raven, like, what about me? What about the Bailey? Like well, right. <laughs> like what do, what am I fighting on behalf of the SmackDown Lives Pride, like or uh, or you know, um pride in this battle? I don't give a damn. I just want to be the champion and, and and whoop everybody's ass.
1: Right. And that's that's kind of part of the problem with this whole like brand supremacy yeah. thing with how brand it su- with, <laughs> <laughs> how it fits with characters, like yeah, you have somebody like Bailey who's like just turned heel and doesn't care about anybody except her and Sasha. Yeah, like she she doesn't care about no you know SmackDown being the the best brand and um you know guys like well Brock's facing Mysterio, but in the past Brock has faced you know AJ, AJ and, and Daniel Bryan. It's like Brock doesn't care about no Raw being the the best brand. He just right. wants that check. Yeah, and get out of there like yeah. So a lot of it doesn't really make sense, and you know all of a sudden like heels are now sticking up for their brand and working with their rivals to try and fight off the other brand doesn't quite make sense all time yeah
0: um are there any matches you think that you would enjoy because
1: I'm you know they
0: did announce the uh war raiders versus the revival versus uh O'Reilly and Fish I don't think they mentioned anything about like the you know North American versus Intercontinental versus US but um if if anybody can, like, get Nakamura versus Styles to work, it would be Roddy Strong.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm very excited with the NXT inclusion with Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the idea of Roddy in there with AJ and Nakamura. Roddy is a workhorse. He's one of the best in-ring workers they got, and he's going to go out there. Even on house shows, we watch him here on the Largo Loop, he's the one guy that does not mail it in on those shows. He, he goes out and tries to have a four-star match on those shows. And so seeing him in there at AJ and Nakamura, he's gonna make those guys work hard. He's gonna work super hard and get that match over. So that's gonna be fantastic. Um, Viking Raiders versus Revival versus Undisputed Era. I think that's gonna be great. You have three of the best tag team what in the last like five, ten years on the finally in the ring together. Um, I think that's gonna be a really good match. Um, and think,
0: then I think it's gonna make a great match for like small guys like getting bounced around by the War Raiders.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, and, you know, Undisputed and uh, War Raiders, they have uh, history together from Ring of Honor and New Japan. They had some excellent matches together. So, and then you throw in the revival in there. Um, they're just like, you know, that classic good old uh, Southern tag team, and they know how to kind of get heat and cut people off. So I think that's uh, a recipe for a really good match. And we talked about the women's match. I, I think those three women can put together a, uh, a really compelling matchup. And then, you know, I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be some kind of I don't know how they're going to do the, the five on five. That's,
0: that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, are we really going to put 15 people, 15 women and 15 women in triple threat elimination matches? Like, that sounds all sorts of wacky. And then, like, what are we going to do with The Fiend? What are we going to do with with uh, Adam Cole? Like, I don't I don't know what we do with The Fiend in a in a, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't know.
1: Right, because obviously, I mean, so Brock is facing Mysterio, so the the Raw Champion's kind of out of the picture. Uh, So I I have a hard time seeing them do Adam Cole versus the Fiend one on one, especially with the way that they've you know turned the Fiend into this uh, you know invisible uh, you know (laughs) video game boss. Nothing can kill him. It's like
0: he's kicked out of he's kicked out of his eighth Panama Sunrise.
1: (laughs) Right. Adam
0: Cole, what will it take?
1: <laughs> Adam Cole has hit 10 last shots, and the fiend won't go down. It's man, like
0: If they don't kill this shit off and get rid of it already, man, they need to bend this shit. Or at least, like, let's say not bend ben, ben it, right? But they got to get rid of the red light at least.
1: Right. That's, that's just awful presentation. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I feel like they're probably – I think it might – NXT will definitely have a five-man team probably led by Adam Cole and maybe you have The Fiend lead the other team and then The Fiend can get, like, DQ'd so he doesn't get, like, pinned or submitted and he's eliminated that way and then... So, like, yeah. he
0: squashed one of the NXT guys with that big-ass mallet? Right. Like, like he, that's, a, that's another thing. Like, how is he going to interact... How is The Fiend going to interact with, like, the rest of SmackDown? Like, what... Like, what is... Like, Roman Reigns comes out and looks at him with his, like the fuck's going on my guy like what you have a mask on what or, or are you supernatural? what what like whose man's is this <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it, the the gimmick is so unreality that like you can't put unless you're gonna make a total joke out of like the fact that everything is so uh everybody's playing a straight man and his shenanigans i don't see how you make it work I just don't for a for a Survivor Series match. Like I don't know what you're supposed to do with him on Survivor Series. Like maybe you maybe you just ta- he just takes this pay per view off. Would that right. be the
1: worst thing in the world? I don't think so.
0: Like but. you have him beat somebody like on like the Go Home Show and be said, like, well, that's it for the Fiend this this. Or actually, you have him win a win a match. A title match on what's it called murder somebody and then like he attacks somebody in Survivor Series on Sunday or not Sunday right. but whenever that Sunday is like or,
1: uh, I,
0: mean, I think that would be a better use of it than to try to do whatever whatever shoehorning thing I think they're going to do with him
1: right or you could do something like where like he's announced for the team but he never shows up in the match because he's a fiend and nobody controls him so then their teams are down like a four or five advantage because the fiend never shows up and then he kind of comes at the end and screws whoever he's gonna feud with next, and causes them to lose or whatever. You know, Bray loves you know look, interfering look, matches.
0: Look at the way you are! Look at the way you are uh, coming up with new ways to fuck finish for Bray Wyatt. Look at, <laughs> look at you! Hey, see that? Like it's it's so hard to book this dude. Like I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry it had to happen to Seth, but like, yeah, man, like it's hard to book this dude, and then like they don't like you anyway right now, Seth. So you gonna have to bear the brunt of it. Yeah. and Vince don't know how to book, so that definitely <laughs> falls on Seth's lap uh, yeah, so I mean you know, normally on uh, One Nation Radio, um, when we talk about the main roster, cause Rachel's watching them more, and I get suckering in whenever they do some match, like, oh, they're doing the, worst. They're doing the uh, Kabuki Warriors versus I don't know who the hell they beat the hell out of uh, the other week, but Whatever, whatever match they do, woman match that me. Or oh, they're doing AJ versus Ricochet. I'll check that out. Right. So inevitably, on, inevitably, on one of these shows, it, it turns into a segment of James explains what the hell's going on in the main roster to Rich. Well, um, right at this time of the year, where it's a tag league in, in New Japan. Um, we we just came off the weekend with Power Struggle. I had not watched anything on Power Struggle. The only thing I've really seen with as far as New Japan is. More or less, your talks in a thread about what's going on with New Japan and the you know the road to Russell Kingdom, back to back Tokyo Dome shows. I suggest that we do a segment called Jeremy tells James what the hell is going on with New Japan. <laughs> 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 so, uh, what what New Japan or sorry, what Russell Kingdom matches are already in place right now?
1: So, uh, Russell Kingdom matches in place. We have um, the, the double title match situation has been announced. So, on uh, January 4th, it will be Jay White defending the IC title against Tetsuya Naito. So, Goto
0: didn't win him, didn't beat him?
1: No. So, yeah, Jay White <laughs> Jay White uh, beat Goto at Power Struggle. And so, yeah, it'll be Jay White defending against Naito. And then Okada defending the IWGP heavyweight title against um, Ibushi on January 4th. And then the winners of those title matches will face each other on January 5th. And then the losers of both of those matches will also face each other on January 5th. Wait, there's a consolation match? Yeah, so... What for example, they get? No, just a special singles match.
0: So... Basically, what you're saying is, yeah, you've been working for months for this dream. You lost, but go back out there and throw your heads at the ground for fuzzies. Right. Right. So,
1: essentially like if it, <laughs> it ends up being Naito and Okada, then it, then January 5th will be Abushi versus Jay White.
0: I, I didn't think I, I don't think anybody want to ask was asked for a second Jay White uh, <laughs> Tokyo
1: Dome match this year, but okay. <laughs> Uh um okay. And then, and then um also announced we have the IWGP junior tag title match as the Bullet Club, El Fantasmo, and Taiji Ishimori will defend against the junior tag league winners, 3 K, Show and Yo.
0: How many times they won this thing? Like three or four times?
1: Yeah, this is their third time in a row winning the junior tag <laughs> league.
0: Like I know that y'all complain about how uh, there is no tag wrestling in, in New Japan, but like the fact that like they wa- they can't even like fake like they can find somebody else to win this shit. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, you go back out there again. Um. All right. Okay.
1: Um. Any uh, other matches? Uh, yes, what's Liger so, doing? So on January fourth, Liger um, has a special match where he's teaming with uh, Tatsumi Fujinami, the Great Sasuke and Tiger Mass, and they'll be accompanied by El Samurai to take on uh, Naoki Sano, uh, Shinjiro Otani, um, Tetsuto Takawa, and Deguchi, uh accompanied with uh, Kanaki Kobashi, so all people from Liger's past. Um, for January 5th, he, he wants to have a, a singles match, but it hasn't been announced yet. Um, for January 4th, we're also going to have the IWGP Junior title on the line, as Will Osprey defends against Romu Takahashi, now, now uh, that that now that's the one. Yes, Romu makes his big return at the Power Struggle show on Sunday. Biggest pop I've heard this year. The crowd just lost their damn minds. Um, Takahashi saying, you know, he's the one. He's the only one that's crazy enough to beat Osprey and take the junior division to um, a whole new level and have fun with it. And he kind of pretty much was cutting a promo like, you know, everybody thinks I need to wrestle safe now. And he pretty much, he was like, no. And starts like throwing himself against the, the barricade, takes bumps in the ring. Um, pretty he much didn't saying, bump yeah, on his
0: head or neck, did he?
1: No, he, he just like threw himself into the turnbuckle and fell down and pretended like his neck was hurt. And, <laughs> then, he, and then he did like the Bray Wyatt like crab thing. And he was he asked Osprey to hold the mic for him while he was in the crab position. Um, so yeah, so he's back to his normal foolishness. And um, this match is uh, set for January 4th and it should be amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and then uh for January fifth, we have uh Hiroshi Tanahashi versus painmaker Chris Jericho. Jericho um, challenged Tanahashi at power struggle after Tanahashi's uh tag match against um, Okada and Yoshihashi. So Tanahashi accepted the challenge and that match has been made official.
0: Yeah, who was uh Tanahashi tagging with in that tag match?
1: It was Tanahashi and Ibushi against Okada and Yoshihashi.
0: Okay, so power struggle. How many match or which matches would you recommend to me?
1: Uh, so power struggle. I would recommend probably like the last. We'll uh, see. So probably like three or four matches. So starting with the uh, Tai Chi and Naito match. This is the best match that these guys have had this year. There was no shenanigans, no cheating, no ref bumps. No Iron Claw, no mic stands, no Miho Abe, none of that. These guys were straight-up violent, aggressive, going at each other, and had an awesome, hard-hitting match, dumping each other on their heads. Um, you know, Naito gets the win in 13 minutes. You know, nothing too long. Bam, bam, bam. You know, big moves, big strikes. Uh, Naito wins, gets over. I went four and a quarter on that match. Okay. Um, then the uh, the Super Junior Tag League Finals were Punky 3K and Suzuki um, I, w- I was ready to hate this match just because I've seen it so much times. And uh, these, these two teams again in the <laughs> finals, um, they, they went out there and they had a great match. They kind of had a, a, a Southern style tag match and uh, they took show out early and got the heat on Yo. And then those guys had to come back. And the whole story of the tournament was Rapungi 3K was not able to hit their uh, 3K finisher. It was because either of them kind of either doing roll ups or one of them using their single finisher. So they're finally able to hit the 3K on uh Suzuki to get the win and um win the tournament and so I went uh four stars on that match um and then the never title match the the best match of the night Kenta uh defends the title against Ishii and retains these guys went out here 20 minutes just an awesome hard-hitting match I mean these guys are slapping the crap out of each other it was great did they basically pick up where they left off in London until the concussion Right. This was the match okay. at Royal Quest. And once again here, there was no interference, no G.O.D., no, no bull club, no ref bumps, no cheating from Kenta. This was a straight up your never style match with these guys slapping the crap out of each other. Chops, kicks, Ishii, um, you know, chopping um, Kenta in the throat. Uh, <laughs> Kenta hits um, a nasty b- b- psycho knee and Ishii just pops up like it's nothing. Until finally, towards the end, um, Kenta kills him with two GTSs to retain the title. Uh, and then I would also recommend uh, Will Osprey versus Bushi. Now this match, really? Yeah, this match did have sh- some shenanigans in it. Um, there was a ref bump and um, some missed action. You know, Bushi, Bushi has the black yeah. mitt, but overall, I still thought it, it was a great matchup. And Osprey, you know, has just been on a tear this year. And can can have a great match with anybody and I think Bushi is one of these guys where he doesn't go unless he knows he's in a big match and so this is a big spot for him and these guys went out here and had a great match and of course you know the post match angle for Romu kind of helps elevate the whole that whole segment all together too so uh,
0: I'm there's just a few things I'm still trying to figure out like what's the landing spot for like Archer and Ishii and Moxley where's he coming to play um are we? Will this? You know? Will they? These two shows more? Let's give us the answer on what the hell the future holds for like Dragon Lee or whatever else. Um, yeah. So you know, it, I mean, it obviously, like <laughs> it's going to be good wrestling, sh- good wrestling shows. Uh, but I'm I'm just interested to see like where a few more things land. And obviously, right. you know, it's almost like they're cheating when they're doing like this uh this tag or this double title tournament shit with. All right, you know we're gonna put, uh, we're basically gonna put uh, Okada and Naito and Ibushi and Jay White in a bowl, and we're gonna mix them up twice (laughs) Um, uh, from night to night. Is I mean they already you know you're gonna get, or you will hope you get you know four dynamite matches out of um, out of that uh, quartet. But yeah, I mean, what what day is uh, the fourth of the week? You know.
1: Uh, I think the fourth is a Saturday.
0: And the so fifth is a Sunday.
1: Yep, and then New Year's Dash okay. will be on Monday.
0: All right, I'm just I'm glad we would be like I'm glad <laughs> I don't have to you know. Oh, you know, one of these days is like, oh, it's like a Thursday or some shit right, or, yeah. or, or Monday. It's like, oh God, I can't,
1: um, I, can't
0: and I can't stay off my phone. I can't stay on my phone for that long. I just can't do
1: it. Sure. And some, uh, some other things they've kind of teased, um, at Power Struggle, there was a multi-man between, um, LIJ and Suzuki Goon and Sonata pinned Zack Sabre Jr. So it looks like we're going to get a Rev Pro title match mm. at Wrestle Kingdom with some, uh, Sabre defending against Sonata. And also, Do you they, remember
0: how good their match was at the G one because they were in the same block. Uh, that was like at the beginning of the G one. I could have sworn.
1: Yeah, it was on the first night in Dallas. Um, I re- I like Saber and Sonata because uh, with Sonata, they've kind of put him on the same level as Saber with the technical wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of been the so. one, the one guy that can outmaneuver him and ends up pinning him in some kind of you know, wacky cradle the way Saber does. Right. So I think they have great chemistry and great matches. So I'm looking forward. Um, for them to do that, uh, rep pro title match if that gets official. They've also been teasing um, Shingo and Suzuki. Yes. Really? Yes. This whole the whole tour it was Lij versus Suzuki Gun, and those guys went at it. And then on Power Struggle and the multi man, once again they were you know, um, you know, hitting each other and you know the test of strength, uh, strong style exchange. And so it looks like they're we're getting somehow we're getting Suzuki and Shingo.
0: Wow. Okay. So, you know, I you hear you hear things about rumors and suzuki's leaving or whatever else so but you know and then you saw how it kind of felt weird to me anyway um that they just did um and suzuki uh a few weeks ago so you know i i didn't know i thought there was some you know validity to that but apparently you know seems seems not to be the case and you know cool because like Suzuki and Shingo is like one of those like you, you just know like <laughs> you just know and, right. uh, and it's
1: okay don't are gonna fucking like kill themselves um, right. um, or kill each other so so yeah and then there's um there's still a few more titles that still kind of need to be decided so um with the never title so Kenta retained against Ishii mm-hmm. and they've really been teasing this whole Shibata thing there was yes!
0: a- they did more they did more physical stuff where they beat him up, didn't they?
1: Right. So in the Jay White and Goto match, um, there was a ref bump and uh, Kenta came out to help Jay White. Um, but then Chibato was on commentary, jumped off commentary to uh, stop them, and but then um, Kenta like pulled him off the apron, and took a bump to the floor. Um, Kenta hit him with a PK and put him in a sleeper um, while Jay White got the win on Goto. So once again, you know, Kevin Kelly was kind of going hard on commentary. This man is not clear to wrestle, what is he doing? Um, why is he attacking shibata that kind of thing so i know a lot of people are very questionable on whether shibata is actually cleared or if he's healthy or not to wrestle but they are really teasing that it's going to be kenta versus shibata
0: like i remember the final night of uh the g1 when i saw the angle they shot and i was like he has to wrestle why the fuck else would you do something like this, this right makes no yeah. sense and this is more of the same as like doubling down on it like they have to have some payoff where he's eventually get some type of come up It's physically. Otherwise, what the hell are we doing here?
1: Right. What, what was the whole point of that? Right. Right. Um, like yeah.
0: you putting this dude at risk. He's not cleared to wrestle, but you're putting him at risk like this. Like that's to- That's completely irresponsible.
1: Right. And then, uh, and on Meltzer Melcher sit on wrestling observer radio. I think it was on, on the Monday night edition that, um, he heard that like Shibata was like going in to get cleared, I think this week or something like that. Mm. Um. So so
0: so, so did the uh, the <laughs> ghetto uh, sideline his career for multiple years?
1: <laughs> Conspiracy? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Like you know, Rich been in my ear for years about the you know Vince McMahon is fucked over uh, Daniel Bryan. So I'm asking you, do you think the ghetto has said, no, nah, fuck that guy"? Like, <laughs> like we we no, we're canceling, we're shutting that down. We are never moving this butt off Okada. Of <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Because, you
0: know, like, that's kind of where it was headed, right? Like, least right. that's how I felt. Like, he was, was going to be IWGP champion.
1: Right. So. Okay. Um, and then there, there's a New Japan show this Saturday, uh, New Japan Showdown in San Jose, um, that will be airing live 10 p.m. Eastern time on New Japan World. Um, English commentary with uh, Kevin Kelly and Tiger Tori. Um, so, the big matches there, there's going to be a Rev Pro. Cruiserweight title match. El Fantasmo defends against Show. Um, Lance Archer will be defending the U.S. title against David Finley. And then the uh, the big main event is Osprey and Okada versus Amazing Red and Kota Ibushi.
0: Hmm. Okay. Might check that out. But enough about New Japan. This is turning into keeping a strong style. You <laughs> advertise <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the American shows. We don't do that shit here. It's like Long Beach. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, we're headed, not that we're talking about like the weekend or whatever else, because he said that this weekend, Um this weekend AEW full gear, I'm going to say full card, that makes no sense. <laughs> uh Yeah, right now matches advertised is the lights out match between uh Moxley and Omega Um, where Moxley is upset that the match won't count, but he's going to beat his ass anyway, apparently and you know they both had matches with Janela. Janela is the <laughs> is the gatekeeper for the hardcore shit. Apparently, um, if you like, he's almost like the the Mick Foley real man. Like you have a match with that person, to make you a real man. Uh, mm-hmm. You have the, the obvious match between Cody and and Jericho for the AEW title. Um, the I mean it might be the it's up there as far as like as in North America for like top you know one shot of. Uh, builds of the year so far we'll see what they do this week but it's up there um, Pac and Hangman Young Bucks and Santana Ortiz I'm not calling them PNP or whatever the hell <laughs> that is it's ridiculous and re- just announced the first women's match on the sh- on the show Britt Baker versus B. Priestley is going to be in a pre-show so you would assume that there's going to be a, um, a Reho title defense against whom
1: we'll see um, the go oh. home show is tomorrow but I'm interested to see what oh. they do so, the Brit match is, on, is announced for the pre show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah Interesting. Yeah, like I, like I remember, like, I don't think B's even been on Dynamite yet.
0: Um, in a match.
1: Gotcha. Wasn't she in a tag match? Or was she that was, just
0: dark? That was dark. She was in a dark tag match with, I think it was, mm, I think it was Emmy Sakura. I think okay. it was B and Emmy oh, Sakura versus, I like, Riho and Brit. One
1: One dark, but I thought there was a, a Dynamite that there was a tag match also was not like the, the second or mm-hmm. third dynamite?
0: If that might have been it. I mean, I just been think misplaced cuz like I, she's rarely on um, right. dynamite. I mean, obviously any of the women are rarely on dynamite if you keep be real keeping a buck but yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so that yeah. that's that's the, the car so far like I mean, I don't know, do you think we're going to get the uh oh uh, no cuz that's off the table. Hangman and um uh oh my god in H- hager that's that's down the line obviously but right um i'm trying to think what other because those five those five matches mentioned like besides the reho match and the tag match you th- see anything else popping in here
1: um i i think they they might try to get um sammy Guevara somewhere on the card you know get all the inner circle guys yeah. um, i'm not sure who there is for him, kind of to him wave. yeah I don't know, maybe Sammy can face a guy like, I don't know, maybe like Joey Janella or maybe Darby Allen. Uh, mm. I Would feel like.
0: Be, I mean, that's that's a cool, that'd be an obvious match to do, but like at this point, I don't feel like you should
1: beat either one of them right now. Right, because Sa- Sammy's taken a lot of losses. Right. Um, and Darby has gotten over huge, especially with, after the Jericho match and, you know, my Halloween. Uh, timeline was filled. With everybody dressed up as Darby <laughs> man's gotten over huge. Uh, so I don't, I wouldn't want to beat him either, but I know Maybe. the whole with Darby promotions like to beat him just because he is small and an underdog. Uh, he gets, you know, and evolve He got beaten all the time. Uh, all right. uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think, you know, coming off of the title match of Jericho or Darby Sammy Guevara match could make sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, time will tell. But you know, there are people that just get beaten AEW, and it is what it is. Like Sean Spears, he is the guy that he's a guy that has some credibility, and you beat him, and and he's a prelim guy. That's fine. And if Sammy Guevara is is the little pin eater. Then he's a little pin eater, and he's—I mean—he's going to get pinned uh, tomorrow night. So, <laughs> right. like in that tag match, I think it's what Jericho and Guevara versus uh, Hangman and Omega, right? Right. Oh yeah, he's eating
1: that pin. Right. Uh, he may as well be a middle schooler in stardom. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, um, I mean, they could have if they do Sammy and Darby, they could have um, Jake Hager come out and help him, and that'll be that'll be the second time that Hager screwed Darby, and then you can build a Darby Hager match.
0: <laughs> like a darby hager match i thought the people don't like those mismatches of sizes like wouldn't that be a bigger discrepancy between Guevara and hager than uh your boy uh marco and uh pentagon wouldn't that be a bigger size discrepancy and also one of them is legit
1: right it, it would be but i mean it's pro wrestling, guys. Like,
0: <laughs> I, know, I know you know I don't give a shit. I, I, I know, I know
1: you don't care. I'm just saying to the people who you do care. Like, it's it's wrestling. Big men and little men have great matches together. Like Darby and Hager, I think would have would have a very fun match. Um, and I'm sure you they're probably not going to beat Hager anytime soon. So you have Darby go out there, kill himself, and then but eventually Hager overpowers him and wins. Uh, yeah. So I think it'd be interesting to kind of set that up.
0: Yeah yeah I, I i mean there's still a bunch of matches like it's really weird because you know a lot of stuff they do is multi-mans and tags and you know very similar to kind of like road shows to be honest or road yeah. twos but um it felt like once we got the moxley in in jericho match from last week or was that two weeks ago i can't remember i think it was last week right which, which match Moxley and, uh, not Moxley and Jericho, Moxley and uh, Pop, was yeah. that last week?
1: That was two weeks ago.
0: Oh, yeah, right, right, right. So, like, once we got that, it felt like maybe they're going to burn through one mat. you know, May Carter versus May Carter match, or not May Carter, like, upper May Card top main event, Lord main event, whatever you want to call that area, top eight versus top eight match, like, on TV like maybe we we're going to burn through and start doing those more frequently. I guess maybe we were just jumping the gun on that. Maybe that was an assumption I was making because I was like, they're really going to do that match? And then, no. Or, or kind of, but not really because we're going to go to like a 12-minute draw. Um, Yeah, so I mean I think it's going to be a really good match card. I, I I was talking to Finishel a couple of weeks ago and he was kind of like down on the card and I was like what's the issue like I think he was, he was I think his main complaint was like he wasn't really interested in any matches af- outside of the top two matches. And mm-hmm. I was just like, You're getting Young Bucks versus Santana Ortiz. And he was like, I'm not really into that one. And then I mentioned Pac versus Hangman. And I think me and you, have, I've, I've talked to you about his, uh, his issues with Pac. So I'm just like, Okay,
1: well, if you're going to be that hard to please, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I mean, the the four I, I've seen a lot of people kind of complaining, you know, they only have four matches before the, they announce the fifth today. But it's like the four matches they have are big, huge drawing matches. Um, well, I would say two of them are, are money matches, and the other
0: two are matches that are like those are gonna be kick ass matches, right? That's how I feel about it,
1: right? I feel like all four of these matches are gonna be four stars or higher.
0: That's that's what the anticipation level is for all four of them, given the talent and or slash the build for all four. That's how I feel too. Right, and then I don't know what we're complaining about.
1: Right, and then the tag title picture. You got SCUs the champions. Um, I'm I'm assuming they do a rematch with Lucha Bros. Maybe. And if those, you know, they had a short time on TV, you give them a pay per view time. Like that match is going to be even better than what it would be. And there's so many other great teams if it's not Lucha Bros. That. They can put in there and have a great match. So um, I think we're we're gonna have another great AEW pay per view.
0: Yeah, same here. And like you know, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know, but I just kind of obviously I would like to have the card more more in advance too. But like you know, we we are where we are. But or we are where we are here in this thing, and we'll have it obviously by the end of um end of the night. But um, I, I just, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not as hot as Anticipation in, or, like, I'm not really, like, that crazy about this card the way I was for, say, or, in like, the show, anyway, as much as, um, the previous two pay-per-views, but, like, I still know, like, I can't wait to tune in and watch it, but it's, just, like, before, it's, like, I don't know what this could be now, we kind of have an idea, so it's, like, alright, like, can we get this tag stuff in order <laughs> can we get like the, the tags in order and everything and the rules of this figured out Right. But, I mean the show's been great the, uh, the tag's been great um, aside from like the brandy stuff from the other day <laughs> and like what, what were you because it, it's kind of we were talking back and forth amongst us in the group what do you think about the um, the Cody
1: limo th- thing with Shivani what do you think of that Um, so, I mean, overall it was fine, but I thought it just went too long. Okay. Like I, I get you want to, you know, you know, I guess like dusty road to a limo for a big match, something like that. And Mm -hmm. you want to establish the relationship between Cody and Tony. And I get that. I would have been fine. You should do like one little scene right before the contract signing and that was it. But the fact you look at you know the fact that the, the the tag main event got clearly was you know short shorter than what it should right. be like that segment should have been it shouldn't have been that many segments of them in the in the limo because you had like the opening segment seg, segment when um they're at the yeah. airport
0: yeah and then and like it the, didn't like Dustin ride doesn't ride with them for some reason I don't right I,
1: what and then, yes, yeah, so we had that whole segment. And Then the Shivani's Dusty story segment. And I was like, okay, we don't need all this. You know, AW is supposed to be more about the action and the talking. And <laughs> we're getting, you know, these extra talking segments that are cutting matches. And again, I get, I'm not saying do no talking, but if you when you do talk, do talking, make it impactful. And I don't think that, that co- those Cody segments were that impactful.
0: Okay. Yeah, like it's there's just a bunch of stuff on the card that I've on the show last week. that just like cut like two of those off and save for next week, or you know, or cut down on the other matches. Like you can't. I feel like you have your tournament with all the the tag tournament, and it was so great, and you gave all these matches time. Why would you? Why would you skimp on the the final? Right. I thought it was really weird. Like between the brandy thing, between the whatever the fuck that was, the video petty shot at New Japan with the with Kenny, um the two not one, but the two heat angles that uh that Santana Ortiz uh shot when it's like you only need one of those. Um, it just felt like there was I felt like there was, like, 20 minutes worth of show they could have pulled from to be able to get that match to win, or not, obviously not give it all 20s, but, like, you, you know, there was 20 minutes of, unnecessary, of fat they could have trimmed uh, of worth being able to trim to be able to have the match they need to have in a main event, and they just didn't do it. And I, I don't know if that was kind of like, well, we're just going to rematch this thing up um, and haven't told anybody yet, but maybe that's what it is.
1: Yeah, possibly. Because, I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that you're not going to have the Lucha Bros on the pay per view somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, good point. I mean, jeez, after watching like <laughs> after watching um Phoenix and over this tag tournament, I don't know how I, like I don't know how you don't have that dude on every show. Like that dude's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like I knew he was incredible before and now I was even more impressed. Um yeah. Uh so I mean the other half of um of the Wednesday night war NXT I'm. I'm trying to. I'm. There's so much wrestling. I'm blanking on what was the main event. It was the trip. Was it? A, was this the Keith Lee show? The uh, the so, uh, last triple week, fed or was that two weeks ago?
1: That was two weeks ago. Last yeah, week right. we had Undisputed versus The Limitless Bros.
0: That's right. That's right. And then you had EO versus Candace in the opener. You had
1: Bronson Reed versus Shane Thorne Yep. You uh, had Bate we, versus uh uh. I'm going I want to call him Brody. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cameron, yeah. Yeah. And then yep. you had uh Kabuki Warriors versus uh Team Yes. Bo- Team Brooklyn. Yes. League.
0: What do you think of that match? We'll get to the other match. What do you think
1: of that match? Oh my gosh. They got so much heat. <laughs> <laughs> but, but did they? I, well, they like, you know, in a the idea
0: was to get a bunch of heat, but it didn't work. Because they just kept yeah, the crowd just was... wanted to see them beat the piss out of Dakota Kai
1: Yes, they loved it. It was just long... I loved it. Long like ten minute like heat segment that was supposed to get sympathy for Dakota Kai. Oh. But the crowd just was like, Yes, keep beating her ass. Yes, do yes. it some more. Another. They, keep they, going. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Full
0: time retreat. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Man, I have another. I was fully watching that, that that match at at the house and I was just like, This is great. They're just beating the hell out this geek. <laughs> and, and the funniest part was like, if that had been a a uh, Dakota Kai in uh, Tegan Knox breakup angle the fact that she was in the ring for so fucking long and then Dakota is in there forever and then tags into uh, Tegan Tegan goes for like does a I- does a what was supposed to be a hot tag, and then immediately gets cut off, and then put into. <laughs> she goes for a shining wizard, and then Oscar just grabs her leg and it slaps on some like ankle lock or or whatever knee bar. It was a knee bar. Yeah. And I'm just and then it broke into a four way, and then the match is finished where they just beat Dakota, and I was like, that could have been a, a a breakup angle where like Dakota's like, you just let me get my ass beat for for half an hour. <laughs> And you were and you were only in for like five minutes of this whole damn match. I got my ass whooped by these women. Like yeah. it, it was so great. I loved it so much. It, I I don't know. But maybe, maybe I maybe I'm just being biased, but I I just love them being the no, hell I mean, out of Dakota Kai. It, it,
1: <laughs> it was a it was a very good match and I'll see yeah. uh, Asuka and Kairosane are awesome together and uh Tegan and Dakota Kai are, are really good workers too. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what they expected. I mean the crowd loves and respects both Asuka and Kyrie. Yes. They came from NXT, and so also yeah. they're super happy they came back and were super into them. If right. They, you know, they if they wanted to protect Tegan and Dakota, they probably should have put them against some other geeks that wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But I, I, I think maybe, just
0: maybe, this might have been the – it wasn't – we want to put Tegan in a spot that matters, but obviously we're not beating her. Clearly, Dakota's the pin eater. Right. But, like, if this turns to a thing where, like, they're going to come to Folsom, like, often in a way that, like, Bailey and Sasha were going to, then maybe this wasn't really about Dakota and Tegan Knox. It was really more about Kyrie and Asuka.
1: Maybe. Right. Right. And maybe just establishing the fact that, yes, the women's tag champions will actually come and wrestle on NXT and that you can expect women tag title defenses uh, right. in the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I'm trying to think, like, what other babyface tag teams or women's tag teams are in NXT right now? I can't, even, I think you have to just make makeshift tag teams because I think right. that's the only one really.
1: Put like Candice and Mia together or something right.
0: like that. Right. 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 Something like that. Or, you know, um, yeah, I mean, right. I mean, you if you want <laughs> if you want to do a, a a tough gimmick, a tough baby face, you can do Rhea and uh, Mia as well. That will work.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: like like they both like they're on the street. So this <laughs> so, so that's how that's how they relate. Like different different sides of the street, but, but, but it's the same street nonetheless. Um, so you have that. I love the bait versus uh until the finish at least, the bait versus uh I keep playing his name, Grimes match. I, I they 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 killed it. It's just such good wrestling and it's like I love Tyler Bate. I've always loved to watch Tyler Bate wrestle. I don't think I've ever he's one of those guys that almost has like that New Japan like top level thing where it's like when I see at least early on it's like I don't think i have ever seen that dude have like a, a sub four and a quarter star match in they went out there and they killed it and and then they they brought out your boy um Killian Dane <sighs> Do you, do you do you like the Killian Dane stuff? They you know, cuz like well, I remember when he beat Riddle a few, uh, a few months ago and I was like what is going on? He, yeah, on, he cleans the sheet too.
1: Yeah, honestly I am not a huge fan of Killian Dane like I thought he had his spot in sanity but mm-hmm. as a singles guy it's not really clicking for me and the fact that he beat Riddle, I just think it was ridiculous, and the fact that he, <laughs> he he was feuding with Matt Riddle, it's like it just didn't. Now he's gonna be feuding with British Strong Style. Uh, it's like he's not on any of these guys' level. He's not over. Like nobody cares about him. It's like what are they what are we doing here?
0: Yeah, and I feel like Dijakovic would like. That's where he should be right now. Like let him fight. Done. Right. Like, what's he doing right now? You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Rich made a joke saying that, like, you know, it is leading to like DiJack and Lee are going to become a you know a tag team, like an odd couple tag team. And I was just like, there are other things you could do, like what I just mentioned. Like, there are million things that you can do aside from that. Like, I wouldn't hate that idea, but it just seems kind of something that's been done a lot before, where like people feud and become tag teams, like just immediately, as opposed to like. The, you grow into that uh, out of mutual respect as opposed to just like just throwing together like that's kind of
1: how hell no started too as well right. Um I think DiJack's gonna end up on the um yep on Champa's yep he's story. gonna be the fourth man yep
0: I, I I see I see it too um and then yeah, I think the fifth per or sorry the fifth person and then the fourth woman is gonna end up being um Mia M yeah yeah cause like, they 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 did her like a vignette thing for her right before they did all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So trying to think what else happened. Oh, I, I I love the Shane Thorne and and Bronson Reed. It was short, but like, they just beat the piss out of each other for like four minutes, five minutes.
1: Yeah, it was short and it was a great way to kind of get, um, Bronson Reed on TV and get him a good win. Um, he hasn't really been able to do much on TV besides a breakout tournament. So it was good to get him on TV and that that big splash. It was just, (laughs) Crush Shane Thorne that thing.
0: Yeah, and it is good to see like some of the, um, some of the breakout tournament people are starting to get some wins as opposed to just being like the new guy. The new guy to put people over to have some credibility because you saw them do some cool things, you know, a couple months ago. Um, I was I I was afraid that's what they were turning into, except for Grimes apparently. But yeah, um, Garza is going to get a title match. What this coming week, right against
1: uh. Cruiserweight title? Uh, is it this week? It's either it's coming up soon. Yeah, but yeah, they had a whole promo kind of looking at him and like the history of the Garza family and how he wants to be like um, Hector Garza. Um, I spent a lot of time in uh, WCW, one of the you know top luchadors in the Garza family, um, and you know I've I like Angel Garza a lot. I've been seeing him a lot on a largo loop. He's a great wrestler. The one thing I don't get is why they had him kind of. Uh, get whooped on by Champa and punked out by Champa if they were planning on pushing him. You have a PC full of geeks that could have gone that Champa spot and Rick uh, Moss. Yeah, you could have put Rick Moss in there. You could have put. Um, I'm trying to think, who else is um, a kind of a geek in the locker room? What's
0: Mathis' name now?
1: Oh, uh, Dorian
0: Mack. Yeah. Uh, what's the, I'm trying to think. When's the last time we saw the the dude that's supposed to be like a axe murderer? Um, Dexter oh, Loomis. When was the last oh, time you yeah. seen him?
1: Yeah, you could have put Dexter Loomis there. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, you know, they have hundreds of people that are not, not even on TV yet that we probably don't even know about. Yeah, yeah.
0: Joe um Zima. Joe Keene, I think is his name now. Oh, you're talking about uh, Zima Iamon? Z- yeah, yeah. I think his name's like Joe something. Uh, 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 jo- Joaquin Wild? Yeah, yeah. Joaquin. Yeah, he's yeah. Injured. So they could have beat him too.
1: He's, yeah. he's injured right now.
0: Oh yeah, oh yes, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Alright, my bad. Oh, yeah. you know, when you come back we can beat you in. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so, back. What's <laughs> yeah. Look, we saw you saw that duh Kai and uh, Bianca Belair match uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Right, we, we bring you in, get let you get a win, establish you. <laughs> He is so funny. Like Caleb Caleb really thought he, she was gonna be Bianco <laughs> Belair. He must be out your damn Taylor. <laughs> no, he would catch his KOD and go home. Yeah. Look at the lights. Um, so yeah, I I, I could have swore I can um, I don't even know what is the next um thing for um for NXT but you know, they did the uh, the Balor thing, um, Balor Cousins Hill promo that the crowd wasn't booing at all, uh, got Johnny booed, um, you know, even though he did all the stuff, he did all of the, you know, I'm I'm not here, I'm trying to distance myself from the fans, he called, you know, he called Johnny a... Uh, um, a fan that should still be in the stands with the rest of you losers—that sort of thing. Right,
1: and he—he um, uh, he shot on the fiend.
0: Yeah, he, that was also to try to get the people to, to boom. Not happening. Your main roster guy back in NXT, like you're a god. It's not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, right, and honestly, like, I, I mean, I think Balor is great as a heel, and it's mm-hmm. definitely something fresh. But at the same time, like, you know this guy is gonna be mega over. Not why not ride him out with babyface Face first. And then turn him. Yes, and help yeah. use him to try and get ratings and uh, get people attracted to NXT, and have him kind of fight off the top heels, and then eventually you build him up, and then after he's kind of had a babyface run again, you you turn him heel, and go that route. Here, here's an idea. So,
0: in theory, um, if the if you don't do a Gargano in Balor match at War Games, you could have done um the final decisive uh match between Lee and Dijakovic, put Balor and um and Gargano in the cell or in, in the war games, then have Balor cross him then, then in that way you get undisputed their first uh their first ever win in war games <laughs> being right. in it every year. And also um, you set up is is a slow burn turn or whatever else, and the crowd would be into it at a time as opposed to like having to do with the immediate idea of oh my god, Finn Balor's back, you know. So yeah. like that was all, I mean, now that you mention it, all that was on the table. And, and like we just, I just kind of like fixed the booking <laughs> in like five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> um, it's not bad booking because I definitely want to see uh Balor versus Gargano, but um. I you know you're kind of right on the returning star comes back and you know it, it reminds me of, like Seth Rollins when he came back from the knees like he shows up and then the next night he wants to come out here and be a heel it's like nah man you're a babyface for now like if you want to turn heel again like you got to kind of you know slow burn it you're right
1: you right got, you got a point and like I I get you know that they, they might have had this plan to do this but sometimes you you got to know. You gotta know the audience. Like you know that this guy's coming yeah. from the main roster. He's NXT alumni. Like you know he's gonna be super hot when he comes back. Right. So Use write it. that write that out and get to the point where people are. He's just like a normal part of NXT, and then you then you turn him.
0: Right. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it was just a thing. And, it, and it's weird that like they want to put somebody on from the main roster on NXT and then immediately make him a heel. That also is weird, right? Like, you right. think that you use a baby face to kind of draw the viewers in. Right. That's, that is actually the idea. Who knows? Well, they're just like, oh, well, I'm not going to do anything on him. So you take him. You take him, Paul. Damn it. You know, I never <laughs> liked that guy any damn way. <laughs> he's too small. You know? <laughs> like He's just but Daniel Bryan. Never mind right. that. Never mind that. <laughs> yeah, so trying to think what else is there to talk about i mean we are know, how many like probably like two weeks away from survivor series so i'm interested to see what they do with the invasions when they come i wonder who's going to come down to full sail um i wonder if like they're going to advertise any of them in a the few weeks I, if i were them that's what i'd do i'd be like well, what happens when roman reigns comes face to face with with you know with fill in the blank what happens when uh i'm trying to think of any of the stars they don't really have stars like that um <laughs>
1: Um, when, uh, you know, Seth Rollins, the best wrestler in the world comes, comes a full sale, go face to face.
0: So we didn't, we had mentioned it, but we were talking about the invasion earlier. So the Daniel Bryan and Cole match, like that's one of the best like TV matches in years, uh, in the last few years, one of the best ones. Um, and then you're like, what are we going to do? We're going to re up. We're going to put, he's in there. Daniel Bryan, he killed it. All right. Let's put him in there with Seth. (laughs) <laughs> it was not as good <laughs> it was not as good it's like, so it's like wow man and i mean I, that pretty much uh that match on friday it pretty much locked up Daniel Bryan, wrestler of the year for 2019 the main roster i mean yeah. I, I mean he already i felt like he already had a lead and like it just further cements it like i don't know how, i don't know who's gonna catch him like kofi's out the way um Andrade never got a push like, to go with his matches, or a program to go with his matches, um, Ray Russell too sporadically, um, Ricochet, he never, he, he came to this into the year late, and then he never got a chance to have a profile feud, or even taught to become that, you know, that kind of guy, um, AJ had a down year, Seth had a down year, Roman came late, um, and, you know, he's kind of filling himself out, like, he's had some bangers, but, like, it's, it's not as many as, um, Daniel Bryan has or even this packful um the matches. So and he also got screwed with a no the, you know no SummerSlam match for fuck's sake. Just so, oh, so yeah. dumb. So dumb. Yeah, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns pss, second third biggest show of the year? Nah. I got a better idea. They never wrestle. <laughs>
1: what it, the it, fuck? Enjoy this catering, pal.
0: Yes. Uh yeah. Um so I'm not, so I'm interested to see what they do. Um, I can't wait for war games. Um, I, I really think the women's war games is going to be cool because like, I, I really enjoy what they've done with the women's division. Like, everybody kind of, like, they have, right now kind of have, like, four or five women that matter, and, like, they're all, aside from Shayna, like, they're all gunning for Shayna in some way, shape, or form. Except yeah. for Candice. Candice still wants vengeance on, um, yeah. on EO betraying her, but kind of kind of everybody's gunning like EO wants to belt, Bianca wants to belt, Rio wants to belt. Mia lost but you know she's probably even the odds but she just got off a title shot recently. Um so I'm interested to see what happens. T- you know, Tegan and Dakota got thrown into it because they were the geeks that got whooped on, African whooped on. <laughs> so um, so yeah, I'm interested to see what they do like I I, I just hope they don't do any crazy high spots with EO and it involves uh Dakota and in Tegan's Trying to spot, just stay away. I don't, yeah. need, I don't need. I don't need crashing torsos coming towards knees. Just, just, just stay safe. That's all I'm
1: asking. Uh, what do you think's gonna fill out the rest of that card? We're gonna have <clears throat> two war games matches. That's gonna take up a lot of the top people.
0: Yeah. Um, or Gargano for sure.
1: Hmm. Probably a
0: cruiserweight title match. Uh, that's what I'm thinking.
1: Uh, Leo defending against somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, guess, I guess. Well, I don't know if they'll do anything, but you could bring Walter in for a UK title defense.
0: I mean, I think Survivor Series is what is it? It's eighteenth or something like that, or I is think it Oh so, Yeah, yeah. I think it's too. I don't. I think that's kind of last minute at this point. I mean, you. Yeah. Could, I mean, and also, who do you have? in Russell Devlin, Drag um. off?
1: Who's hot right now in UK? I, you used watch UK. Honestly, I have not watched UK since the takeover, the last takeover. Um, but well, I'm not That's I, the last one I ever watched. That's a hell of a one to go out on. I, <laughs> that's but I'm thinking I'm <laughs> not necessarily a UK guy, but Walter defends against like an NXT mm. guy.
0: Okay. I mean I, I'm trying to think, who would I want him to wrestle in on the main on the main UK on the main NXT roster? Um
1: What about Swerve?
0: Ooh, that'd be good. He get obliterated like that. That's that's a that's like a ten minute match. But yeah, that'd be fun. Like I I mean I'm kind of at the point now where like unless something unless somebody better comes around like they may as well just bury Walter with that belt. Right. Um. Like unless the unless the idea is like we need to get a Bill off him because he needs to be on the main roster to fight, you know Brock or somebody. Like I don't really. Was was better than Walter in these big matches this year? Like, I mean, I, I've loved his takeover matches. That's the, that's all I I really have to say. Like, I, I really love them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, at this point, I think we finish off all the North American wrestling, and I think we finish all the uh, male wrestling in Japan, right? So, um, normally I do this for Rich, but uh, there's only one thing left, Jeremy. So, hit the music. <laughs> Okay, so Monday was the Kurgan Hall show. Not all the matches are up, but there was one match. that w- The first match was put up was the red belt match between B Priestley and Mayu Itani. And Mayu is the champ- red belt champion again. She is the second person to ever have two reigns with the belt. The first person was Io. Um, I've kind of been waiting for this for a while. I'm ecstatic. Um, Jeremy, you have not watched the match yet, but um, I can fill you in on some of the stuff that happened. Um, I, I think this is one of the better long form stories of in wrestling this year. Um, or not even this year, but like in a while, um, obviously it's a career arc, but I'll just, I'll just go from when she lost the belt. Um, she won that belt by beating EO, um, after EO turned on her, um, a few months after turn on like she, uh, she had a she had a trilogy with EO for the Red Belt, and she finally conquered her um, the, lat, the third time. And then she she's a, she's the double champion at that point in time. She's the White Belt champion and the Red Belt champion. Uh, she loses the White Belt, and then she ends up uh, defending the Red Belt against Tony Storm. She ends up uh, dislocating her elbow, like menacing to the match. So they had to call in the word Belt to, to um, Tony. Uh, so she was gone for a while. She came back. Um, she won last year's Grand Prix. Um, she did not. She did not uh, win the title back. And she basically won a whole another year through, you know, win of honor, the knee injury, um, you know, basically losing in the final match um, of the block of her block in the in this year's uh, G1 after, not G1, sorry, Grand Prix after you know, the losses that she, that she uh, ended up catching, like, they were all, like, roll-ups. She protected in that way. Um, there was no other challenger, so it was always, you know, she went to the back of the line, so, so to speak, and then finally it finally was her turn again. And she beat B after B, you know, beat everybody with her her finish. Um, the Japanese Oja Cyclone Suplex. Um, for, for months now, and every... Um, big match. B's been in. I, I thought to myself, every time she puts somebody up in that electric chair um, to drop them back. When is somebody gonna hit a reverse Rana? Yeah. When is someone gonna hit a reverse Rana? And it, I've I've been waiting for months, and then at the end of this match, when it looks like you know B's gonna just win. I'm like, reverse Rana, reverse Rana. Sure enough, she snaps back. I lost it. <laughs> I lost it watching that match. I was so happy. I'm like, they've been setting this shit up for months, and no one's thought to do it not one time, and finally it happens. Um, there was, a, you know, earlier in the match, there was some work on the legs uh, where, you know, some of the promo work to build up the match in the press conference. B was saying that, you know, Mayu's weakling, and she's always injured um this is something that hannah's also said to Mayu um months ago and she goes to work on her leg and works it over and then eventually snaps on like some um like an inverted figure four type deal that looked brutal and had her you know submission tease crowd was into it desperately want her to to get to the ropes she made it to the ropes um but yeah like it it was was a great match there was a horrific botch in that match that you know could have killed Mayu. Um, they were going for a top rope, um, a standing top rope Lana. If you think of like um, I don't know, Eddie versus Ray, Mass versus Title, like that. They went for that spot. B's foot slipped, and as Mayu's coming down, like she her lands ne- neck and head and shoulder first on the mat from from that Yikes. height. It's yeah. so Horrific. Yeah. Um, luckily, Mayu, you know, is similar to Koto Bushi and Sasha Banks and that they're, you know, apparently like their bones aren't, aren't bones. They're, they have the bones of like, uh, like, of uh, I'm trying to think of made out of rubber.
1: Yeah. They're, they're Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty
0: much. Um, cause I, I don't know how she survived that one. Um, I, 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 I watched, I already knew the match result. Um, I got spoiled by, you know, friend of the show, Sierra Reed. I told her, uh, after she's out here liking, after, you know, elaborate mute in 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 muted words and muted account lists for her to like one of these tweets that are in japanese like from now on she's on that mute list as well take no offense she's not blocked she's just muted she'll be muted during all cork and hall shows i already talked to her about that she says she understands so um but yeah like when that when that move happened i had no idea it happened and then i was i you know know the result know she was okay but I was still just like, oh my God. Um, I, 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 you know, shouted in horror. Um, I mean, I don't think I've seen a bump that scary since like obushi versus Naito from Dominion. Yeah, so like, yeah, that's
1: apron spot. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: Idiots. So, um, and they did that on purpose or, you know, <laughs> kind of on purpose. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a great match. I, I gave it four and a quarter. Um, and I know if I had watched that match live, I would or not live, but unspoiled, I would've given it four and a half and I, I I thought it was a great match. And I, I thought back on, you know, the B title reign and you know, people people um, you know, comparing it to Orissa, I know Rich did this a lot, because, um, you know, they came champion all I think in the same month. So he's comparing it like, you know, Orissa's had a better, you know, uh, high end, but like I look back on I look back on B and and her title reign and I mean she won the match and she won the match against won the belt against um in May and that was like a four and a quarter match. Um the Hazuki match is like three and a quarter. Um Konami was a four star match. That was a Sapporo show like in June or something like that. Um the match with Momo was like three and three quarters. The you know 2 Time match like three and three quarters, the the Hannah match like four. So like she was consistently having very good to great matches. Um, but they weren't like, you know, like these four and a quarter, four and a half matches that um, Arissa would have with, you know, the best wrestlers in the company. Right. Um, so, yeah.
1: And I know a lot of like um, Westerners or sort of starting fans in general, are not really big fans of B Priestley, a mm-hmm. uh, hole the red belt. But like you said, like pretty much every time I've watched her, it's been like a three and a half star to like four star match. And I thought um, she looked great had some great defenses. And I, I thought, you know, I'm getting into stardom, you know, just like you this year, but you know, you're more in depth than I am. But mm-hmm. what I've seen, I think that she's been a solid champion. And, you know, every once in a while you have to get that gaijin over. Um, we see the new Japan and other Japanese promotions. And I thought, you know, she's probably one of the better gaijins they've had this year you know, outside of like she the she is
0: the best guy in shit. I mean, all the only other one would be like Jamie, yeah. And I think there's a clear difference in in like wrestling of Like, I think if I if I went through the uh, if I were to go through my my match ratings for um, the Grand Prix, for example, I think Jamie liked was like an average three flat. Yeah, and I think B was like like maybe like something. <clears throat> maybe like three and a half, maybe like three and a half in, you know, 3.6, something like that. Like she was one of the, you know, she was one of the better women or better or in the top half of the women in, in the, um, as far as output. Um, it's just, you know, I guess because like she hasn't, she didn't have like these gigantic epic matches like Arisa that it kind of like pales in comparison. And also like, you know, there are a lot of the, you know, Joshi gatekeepers, yeah, <laughs> you know that are really protective of a guy coming in and just you know more or less just becoming the you know the champion and running a rough shop. And I mean, you you experienced that too in New Japan with like you know the the Kenny talk and the Jay White talk, which I help perpetuate because I don't like Jay White like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so I mean, you definitely get it. Um,
1: yeah, but,
0: but yeah, I thought I thought she you know she wasn't Io Shirai or freaking um, Nanai Takahashi or Nanai Takahashi, but. And Ei Takahashi's 40 and she's still out here like killing it. I saw her have a match uh, in Seedling or or more than one but like I saw one of her um, great matches from this year another one she had a match with uh, Risa Nakajima another all time um, great wrestler women's wrestler for this era and they were like I you, I gotta see the link to this match. Like you will you'll, you'll love this match. Yeah, um, yes, like exactly. They, true, they're, they're, they f- they're freaking killing. It. Like they're killing each other, and they're like so technically sharp and snug and awesome. Like and she's forty, so it's like that's one of the you know that's one of the best ones wrestlers of all time. Like you know we gotta you know if you saw that stuff and comparing it to now, it's like I I get it. She's not the same, but like she's still damn good. She's still one of the she's she can be. She's a, she's. She, her her title reigns were or title defenses were on par with what a red belt champion should be or whatever in my eyes or whatever else. Maybe you you know Mayu's gonna be the champion now, and if she stays healthy, she might go on some run where she you know averages four and a half for the whole damn thing. Who knows? But um, I thought B did well, especially for someone that a lot of people thought sucked even last year coming in. Yeah, like flat out suck. Not 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 good. Bad wrestler. People thought that.
1: So uh, now she's off of the red belt. Do you think that she's going to be focusing more of her time on AEW or she's still going to be in stardom a lot, you think?
0: I think she's going to be going back and forth. And the reason why I think that is because of how they push her in this tag league. So now, you know, um, we, that's the only thing we have to talk about as far as Kurgan Show The tag league, her and Jamie... Uh, you know, remember it's six uh six tag teams per block in this and they're four and oh like so they're done like they're they've, they've <laughs> they're going to win this block like it's already been determined like the only team um they haven't beaten themselves already has two losses so they've already advanced to to their block they just have another match to do just to do it um and they beat the tag champions so you know I, um, and they were doing this in the more competitive block, I thought that um, the blue block was going to be the block that, you know, orissa and Tam were going to mow down through and just go on, and it was going to be, you know, in the other block, it was going to be really down to the wire. Nope, they just beat all the good tag teams in not give um damn. So, I think, I, I kind of at this point now, like, I thought it was going to be you know, orissa and Tam or it was going to be um, Azumi and Momo um, that win it. Now, like, at I I pretty much see you know at this point, um, Team Gaijin just goes through and wins this thing, and then like become I mean it, it'd be a cool idea for like okay she's not a rebel champion all right her and Jamie are the tag champs good luck beating them, right yeah, yeah because I think um I'm pretty sure they get the next title shot um I don't think there's a date specifically but um or maybe there is but. Um, there's not another Kirk and Hall show until the year-end show, and I think that's Christmas Eve. Um, but I don't think it'll—I don't think it'll wait that long. Um, so it will be getting it soon. I think it'll be whatever they do. It'll be a great match because. Um, okay, so I've never watched an entire tag league before in any promotion ever, but I always heard you know, especially you um, while reviewing tag league in any years for I'm keeping strong side of like. It's like a, almost like a dead time of the year and especially cuz there's a lot of lack of interest in actual tag team wrestling um amongst the amongst the bookers anyway. Um like when you compare like the G1 to the tag league in in New Japan does is it is even a comparison or is it just a complete joke?
1: I mean, yeah, comparing it to G1 is pretty much a complete joke at okay. this okay. point. Okay.
0: Okay, I feel better now because I'm watching this tag league at Stardom. I'm just like, yo, what's going on? Like, we're halfway through now. Um, Out of the 30 matches, uh, we have 16 done. Out of 16 matches, I want you to guess how many matches I've awarded three stars to.
1: Out of 16? Yes. Uh, Six.
0: You are exactly right. <laughs> like, Stardom has never... <laughs> <laughs> has never given me such a ratio of bad matches. <laughs> of not bad matches, but like not good matches, right? Like I'd yeah. be like, it was it was above average, but it's not good. Like yeah. I, um, like I'm only gonna give a shout out to like the matches that I would recommend to somebody. So like, um, from the Kurgan Hall show from Nov or October, I I would suggest the um, Mayu and Saki versus Azumi and Momo match, um, from. October 19th I suggest B and Jamie versus Jungle and uh, Konami. Um from the next night after that I I uh I suggest uh Saki and Mayu versus Jungle and Konami. Um and then the best match so far it it was from last weekend it was uh Jungle and Konami versus Kid and Rio. It's almost as if Jungle and Konami are a really good tag team. No one of the tag champs. But <laughs> But yeah, like those are the, those are the matches I would definitely recommend. Everything else, like, it's just you know a few of them are good, and everything else is kind of like they're fine. If you want to watch it, cool. But like after watching, you know, their singles matches where like almost ev- almost everybody was had an average star over three. Like watching their tag league is just like, can I I just want it to be over. <laughs> like to, like flat out Keisha Cole. Like I was a few days I was just kind of like dreading watching it, but. You know, whatever. I mean they had a cool um main last two matches, but um just wanna now to just move on and get get back to kind of what we were doing before um before the we got to um the Grand Prix and just have you know faction versus faction matches. I find those to be more fun than standard tag team matches of unimportance. So I think that's I think that's it. I think it's all I got, right? Um Jeremy, thanks for coming on the show. Do you wanna get your plugs in?
1: Yeah, so you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy L. Donovan, um, co-host of Keeping It Strong Style every Tuesday right here on this feed on the Social Suplex podcast network. You can follow the show at K.I. Strong Style and follow um, Social Suplex brand at Social Suplex.
0: All right. And thanks again, Jeremy. Um, That's the end of the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this. Be sure to tell the folks about the social suplex podcast network. Be sure to check out our friends at powerslam.tv, the sponsor of this show. If you're a fan of independent pro wrestling, they have over 5,000 hours of footage from all over the world. You can use the code social suplex to get your free must trial. Um, don't forget to check out pro wrestling suplex and pick up some social suplex podcast network merchandise and be sure to check out uh, some of the other shows on the network. On Sundays, we have this show, typically, One Nation Radio. On Tuesdays or Mondays, we have Keeping a Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. On every other Wednesdays, we have Roman Washington Shit. On Thursdays, we have Get In The Ring. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Thanks for listening. Later.